0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Nerdy 430, the podcast where comedian Tim Keck and I talk about nerdy-ish things for 30-ish minutes. My name is Kevin Bauer, and gang, it's been a while. I know uh, the episodes have been coming out weekly for y'all, but it's been two, three weeks since Tim and I recorded one of these. Tim, how are you doing? Any big changes in your life? I'm doing okay, Kevin. Um, A lot
1: of big changes. Uh, I moved to Florida. I bought a house. I bought a boat. I got a new job. I moved to another country. I toured the world. I uh, bought a bigger TV. I bought a smaller TV. I went hiking for the first time. I went walking for the last time. And everything in between. (laughs) What's new with you, Kevin? been watching some Stranger Things. Um, That's about it. Me too. I've also been watching Stranger Things. Honestly, let's get this podcast over with so we can go back to watching Stranger Things. That podcast
0: is coming soon. I'm telling you all. It is. Uh, Unfortunately, today, we are not talking about that. We are talking about (laughs) Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Yes. Now, this is a a children's movie. And the big thing that I was surprised by with the first Sonic the Hedgehog was that it was a kid's movie, but it was like... It was a pretty good kids' movie that also worked as like an okay adults' movie. Like, it, there were a couple moments that kind of had very, you know, childish pacing. Obviously, some very childish sense of humor in there, a lot of butt jokes, stuff like that. But all things considered, for a kids' movie, the first one was just kind of a decent movie. Sonic the Hedgehog 2 is a kids' movie. <laughs> It does. It does feel
1: like more of a kids' movie than the than the first one did. Um, oh, I'm, getting, Sorry, a, a, did you hear I'm that? getting a FaceTime video. getting a video from your mom. <laughs> <laughs> or Lisa? My that's, that's your sister. Try. Yeah. No, I did, I did. Your sister. Your sister's Facetiming me again. I'll see if I can hang that up. She wants to talk Sonic too. I promised her we'd watch it together, and she's pissed. Uh, <laughs> I I like this movie. I think it still does a pretty okay job of straddling the line. It definitely feels like much more of a kids movie, but the first one had like I think a Pixar feel to it, where it was like, "Oh, parents are seeing this with their kid, right?" So like, yeah. it felt like that because no, I don't think that many kids are like excited about Sonic. Like, is Sonic as prevalent as he was like when we were growing up? Like, I know exactly who Sonic is. I'm not sure. I don't know any of, like, my younger cousins or anything, they're excited about Sonic. It doesn't seem like they're playing Sonic games the same way. Like, it's just a different thing, but I can totally see this being the the kind of thing that, like, our generation would take our kids to the movies to watch Sonic, and they would have a good time. And now that it's Sonic 2, I guess they feel like, hey, we've hooked the kids, we've got them, screw the adults, (laughs) we'll just... We'll just have a good time, but they still they do make uh, they do make some grown up jokes and references and things that are adult. But then there's a lot of moments when I'm like, oh, this is this is something a kid would
0: like. Would like. Oh, absolutely. It's it's like a uh, it's like an aged down version of what we talked about with Ghostbusters Afterlife, where Ghostbusters Afterlife is so clearly targeted at trying to get children of the 80s children Uh, That was 80s with an apostrophe at the very end of it into Ghostbusters, like people that were not familiar with that franchise at all, as I would say a desperate corporate bid for continued IP relevance. Um, (laughs) I mean, I think when's the last time a fucking bomb Sonic the Hedgehog game dropped, dude? Sonic Mania 2017? I
1: couldn't like, even tell you what well, was I played Sonic on, like, the Sega Genesis, like, when I was in elementary school. Like, I don't know what else Sonic is. I think I had Sonic on GameCube. I then Sonic is a character in Smash Bros. Like, I don't know what else Sonic does. But I, I will say I did get excited for the end credits. Did you watch the end yeah, credits? Dude. They did this whole, like, what do you call it, 8-bit? like thing where it looked like a video game and they basically just did the whole movie. And mm. for some reason it like really, it really resonated with me. You know, I don't know if I even have that deep of a connection to Sonic, but I was like, Oh, that's the game. It's so cool. And it was the best, it was the best part of the movie for me. Honestly, was seeing
0: me the, <laughs> <laughs> the eight bit credits. I thought those were cool. It's funny to me. The extent they just like brought that directly back from the first one, you know, close with the eight bit at the eight bit, Recreation of the movie over a Kid Cudi song. I think the Kid Cudi song for the first one was better. I think I liked it more in that one. But, you know, it's effective. I enjoyed it. I thought you were going to say you were really excited when Shadow the Hedgehog showed up. Cause I mean,
1: I was too, honestly. He was like the bad guy in the GameCube version. And I was excited when they went skiing. I guess it's not skiing they went snowboarding which I remember that was in one of the games I had where they went snowboarding and I was kind of like you know there's not enough like there's not enough chase scenes in this at a certain point I was like we need more chase stuff and then they start snowboarding and then they're running through a temple and then they fight that giant robot which apparently is a bigger version of like a smaller character from from the games Um, Kevin how familiar are you with Sonic lore because it seems to be alluding to a deep catalog that I either am unfamiliar
0: with or don't believe exists. So it's interesting you bring this up because I don't think you know this about me, but I was deep into Sonic lore before I even knew lore was a thing. I, the first comic book I ever read was a Sonic the Hedgehog comic. And there was a run of Archie comics that the Archie comics umbrella owned the Sonic license. uh, And they made Comics featuring Sonic, I think from like 1994 through, it looks like they lost the license in like 2017. So they made a lot of these comics. Um, so, it was I just like, so it was just Archie and Sonic talking about how like w- confusing girls are. They did do crossovers. Archie <laughs> was not canonically a part of that world though. Um, but they did build out this giant backstory that I think is not necessarily canon. So this is the only way that I can really relate to like, deep Star Wars novelization canon people like the Star Wars EU, uh, how they had written all these books and novels set in the universe that were set after the events of episode six that just became non-canon as soon as they decided they were going to make a sequel trilogy. I feel like I can relate because they're relying on a lot of stuff in this movie and in the video games that is not connected to the comics that I grew up with. So it's crazy, man. I'm no joke. I subscribed to Sonic the Hedgehog comics. From the time I was five years old until probably 2001, 2002. So we're talking like a seven year streak of reading comic books during formative ages. Yeah. Did you watch the show? Wasn't there a cartoon? There was a cartoon. The cartoon was always on a little bit too early for me. And I don't think the show necessarily shared the same canonical backstory as the comics i was reading the comics i mean sonic was one of a team of freedom fighters there was a skunk (laughs) there was a chipmunk woman there was a walrus like i was always so confused at why these characters that i loved weren't in any of the games and it's just because (laughs) the comic book writers just kind of got to go off and do their own shit it was like fan fiction man wow okay so this must have been just shocking for you all around it was. It was crazy. Look, I don't know if they added this after where I read Longclaw was not a thing in my comics. The Echidnas looked pretty much dead on to the Echidna tribe from the comics that I was reading. But like, yeah, because I don't know. Knuckles is a staple. Knuckles is a staple. Knuckles characterization here is a lot closer to like Drax than we get in any other like Sonic games or comics. They really went for like the comedically dense take on him.
1: Yeah, which I actually really liked. I I feel like it didn't start hitting until the end. Mm -hmm. Like when they're playing baseball, I was kind of like, oh, you know, I kind of wish he'd been hanging out with Sonic more. (laughs) You know, Like I was kind of having a good time like having all the characters talk and stuff. Like, I don't know. I think it's I think it's fun. I don't know why Sonic works. Sonic just really works for me. I'm not sure exactly what's going on. I think I have some affinity for Ben Schwartz because he's like a UCB guy. So I think every time I see him, I'm like kind of rooting for him, even though I I really wouldn't describe myself as a UCB guy. I'm still like, yeah, go get it, Benny. Go for it. He does a lot of Ben Schwartz things, things where he just like starts talking and then is like the worst. And it's like, okay, go Sonic, you know, very Mm -hmm. melodious. Um, Idris Elba, great as Knuckles. I loved it. I was excited about him. Tails, I wasn't crazy about. And I, for some reason, Tails didn't look like it was in the same movie. And I don't know if I'm wrong about that. You're you're the you're the animation guy, but it it didn't the animation looked way more stiff. There was like a greater contrast between Tails and like the background, I thought. I don't know if it's like the color or like they put less money. I felt like they put more money into Sonic than they did into Tails. And then the voice actor for Tails is. Colleen O'Shaughnessy 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 I can't pronounce her name and it's because she's just a voice actor Mm -hmm. I don't want to say just a voice actor she has a deep catalog of being a voice actor she is she is deep deep catalog of being a voice actor but when you've Ben Schwartz Idris Elba Jim Carrey I kind of want another voice I vaguely recognize is that crazy to ask that I want that I'm that for some reason something is telling me tails on a subconscious level? I think tails isn't as important because it's not a name or a voice that I'm familiar with.
0: I mean, it's a really weird choice that they went with her. I don't understand why. I mean, look, Optimus Prime, they went with the same dude. I think his name is Peter Cullen for the movies that they did in the animated I I mean, you know, they were live action. They're animated movies from uh, like 2007 worked great. Like they decided to go in and commit to that. I think they got a lot of the voice actors for that. That's definitely a move. It's bizarre to split the difference.
1: But name another Transformers voice
0: actor who played an Autobot. Can't do it. And also, I feel like the only reason it works for them is because they're Aliens who are also robots. So if the performance is a little bit robotic, it's like, yeah, they're a fucking robot. It's different when it's a a physical living creature, you know, and it's consistency.
1: It's like if you bring in Idris Elba to play Bumblebee and then Optimus Prime is some random person we've never heard of before. Like, I don't know. On some level, it tells me that this isn't important. I can't name the actor that plays Tails why why couldn't you get I was like how fun would it be if Jenny Slate was like tails oh my god get the (laughs) fuck
0: out of town that'd be incredible
1: just Ben Schwartz and Jenny Slate hanging out I was like that would be amazing
0: uh holy shit that'd be good I was thinking McKenna Grace I was like if you want to go the kid angle put McKenna Grace in there she'd be great McKenna Grace would be awesome too
1: like Oh, that's like somebody you recognize when they're like posing for stuff like her name would be high up on the thing. I mean, Ben Schwartz is like sixth. On the cast list, <laughs> like Google, which I feel kind of bad for. Like he's the titular character and they're still just like, yeah, there's like five other people, you know, better than him, including James Marsden, which is like gotta be a real blow to the ego. You got Cyclops ahead of you. Like who gives a <laughs> shit about James Marsden? I am so, I mean, I like him and everything, but it's like it couldn't get anybody else. Also, fuck that dude for being like, I guess we shouldn't be cursing on this one because maybe people will like want to let's do it with their kids. But fuck that dude, because there's that other dude. Shamar Moore is like jacked and he's like hey man you want to go be jacked together and James Marsden is like there's no way I can do that and he like high fives him and I'm like dude I can tell by the muscles in James Marsden's arm when he high fives <laughs> this guy and it's like there's no way I could keep up with you I'm like dude you are ripped under that shirt how dare you pretend you're not like fuck you you're, you're an average guy you're pretending you're an average Joe can't keep up with these guys James Marsden's got like 3% body fat he works out on that body and he's lost To me, he's pretending to be an everyman. He is not, he is going for leading man, and to pretend that he is not is an affront to me. I I take it personally offended that he's like, No, I'm not jacked. fuck You, James Marsden.
0: The idea that he's around being like, I'm just an average guy, just insane. They put him in like a double XL, just the dumpiest Hawaiian shirt they could find to make him look (laughs) as bad as they possibly could. And guess what? He looked great. I used to do do stand up with a guy who was like a former
1: Olympic athlete and he was he had like zero percent body fat and was just the most physically jacked, like perfect human I've ever seen in my life. And we were doing stand and he was doing stand up one time and he, he did something and his shirt came up and you could see his like. 18 pack and the audience like went real quiet. Everyone was like, oh, like the air went out of the room. And they were like, (laughs) I just think about that all the time where they're like, they realized he was jacked. And then it's like all of a sudden everything he said wasn't as funny anymore. So he was like always wearing baggy tees and like trying (laughs) to just like, I feel like that's what James Marsden's doing to me. And it feels like a trick. I feel like he's trying to get one by me. And it's like, dude, you're not that good an actor. You're not a good enough actor to hide the veins in those arms my dude. (laughs) Like, What's going on? (laughs) it's crazy James and what is this girl Tika Sumter are like two of the most attractive people I've ever seen in my life and I hate them both for it uh I don't know (laughs) it's just it's funny I feel like they could have shaved half an hour off this movie easy by like just getting rid of the people like we don't need we don't need this wedding thing I don't know why they think uh the sister is so funny maybe I'm like kids must love this but (laughs) I'm like I don't find anything she's doing funny i mean <laughs> like, I do don't know. They?
0: it was bizarre when all that stuff was going on i was like what who is this for because i don't think it's funny enough for the adults it's obviously not a relatable enough situation for the adults kids have no idea what the fuck is going on they go out of their way to make that the um acronym for the group gun like who totally where who's that for Who's that one who's, for? whose side are you on
1: <laughs> like what do you mean so are you pro gun you're against gun what does that mean what is what does is, what is this take you're on i was just thinking like oh she got married to this guy and like what so they were how long were they together have they been like boning have they been like making sweet sweet love with eye contact and then he's like no i was been a spy this whole time i was just like there i just don't i'm like That seems like a kid premise, doesn't it? Like, really, you could you could get tricked. You get hoodwinked for like, you know, a year or whatever. Like, I don't know. How long were they together? That's what I want to know. I mean, in get out. They make it work because it's like a, a quick thing. They're meeting the parents and stuff. But I mean, come on. I just there's more questions than answers on this. I will say I did love the boomerang joke. That was one where I was like, okay, that's pretty fun. Where boomerang she just like, throws a boomerang. <laughs> the boomerang takes out like eight guards and she's like, I don't know what I did. <laughs> I'm like, OK, <laughs> this is good. That's fun. That's all right. Keep going. Keep on I mean, keeping there, it on.
0: There are definitely some moments in this movie that just work. It's like you said, it's it, like they're taking a lot of swings. Most of the swings are for children. But like two or three moments in this movie, I was like, that was a great bit. Like I am I wasn't even though it was really strange, at no point was I like mad that it was on. I was a little bit disappointed that it was so childish. But it's like I'm watching a fucking Sonic the Hedgehog movie, you know. I, I <laughs> what I should have expected this. Best case scenario, I get to watch Sonic the Hedgehog 3 with my niece in a couple of years and she'll love it. Like this is it's who it's for. She's going to be like 5. There you go. Perfect I think she would like it. I think you And you wouldn't be miserable to watch it. And oh I think my God, that's what they want. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like making best case scenario children's entertainment. My buddy, Eddie, I went down to visit, uh, my buddy, Eddie and Emily and, uh, their son, Eli and, um, their in-laws were there too with their baby. So we're talking, we had a four-year-old and like a one-year-old in the room and, you know, Eli's talking about Paw Patrol and all this and, he mentions the movie and I was like, I didn't know there was a Paw Patrol movie and all of the adults in the room raise their eyebrows at the same time and go, it's pretty good. And I think that's that's exactly what they're going for with Sonic. They just want all the adults in the room to be like, you know, OK.
1: You
0: know, it's it's fun.
1: I love Eddie. He's the only other person I know who watches Survivor still. Uh, shout out to Eddie. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I think it's. I think it's better than than average for like the parent child thing. Like I legit thought there were like four or five great jokes in it, like good, like good jokes. And uh, I don't know. I had a good time. I had a good time watching this thing. Jim Carrey uh, fucking eats in this movie. And I love I should have stopped dropping. it. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm editing this one. So they're staying in. But uh, just Carrey, replace all
0: the F-bombs with the ring noise from Sonic the Hedgehog. Like, <laughs> <bling>? <laughs> i mean that would be great we don't know who has the time uh i'm <laughs> i gotta watch stranger things <laughs>
1: i gotta get the stranger things anytime i spend editing this podcast is time i'm not watching stranger things so i gotta get to it i love jim carrey in a uh weird like off the bench role in a weird costume hamming it up i mean the grinch that stole christmas is an all-time favorite in my household. Me and my sister have a weird bond over uh, a series of unfortunate events where he plays Count Olaf and just crushes and is, I know I'm wrong, but has one of the funniest scenes I've ever seen in any movie. <laughs> it's kind of off. he's <laughs> trying to like save save Aunt Jo from the uh the like the man eat, like the the human eating slugs in like the lake and she's drowning and getting killed. And I just remember we watched those outtakes like a million times as a kid. Like, man, this this is amazing. Like it's just it's funny that Jim Carrey is so funny to me. Like, he's just so good at this thing. He's doing Jim Carrey stuff. And I like it. I like all of it. I just like, I just
0: like Jim Carrey. I think I'd watch Jim Carrey do anything. I'm never upset when Jim Carrey's around. The one-two punch of Ben Schwartz and Jim Carrey in this movie, both perfectly cast in these roles, is enough to get you in the seat. I mean, they yeah. are like, I, I Ben Schwartz was a perfect pick for Sonic. I can't think of anybody else off the top of my head that would bring the same fun energy to this. Adam Devine's not doing this, you know, like there's just something <laughs> no. that's so it just reads fun. Like I, yeah, it Sonic as John Ralphio just works. And yet, I mean, Jim Carrey Dr. Robotnik somehow in the weird twisted logic of how these kids movies work, him making all these big robots and having all these crazy ideas. It's like, this is exactly who, the villain of this should be like he's cartoony as hell. And they have managed to make a movie that supports that and makes it a good performance instead of something. There's a world where this is like, Jesus Christ, can you believe he did that? Look at this dark spot on Jim Carrey's career. And instead I think it's going to be, it's like how, um, you know, we know there's a lot of it, that we know Tim Allen from voicing Buzz Lightyear instead of from doing raunchy eighties stand-up about Coke. Right.
1: Like Bob Saget from Full House.
0: Perfect. Perfect analogy. There's a whole generation that's just going to know Jim Carrey from being Dr. Robotnik.
1: I love it. I love I I respect the hell out of the actors who are just like, cool, I'm making all these tough movies. And then I'm also I'm I'm thinking Arnold Schwarzenegger, like, okay, then I'm also going to make Kindergarten Cop. Yeah, it's like. Kids are going to I'm going to be famous with children. I'm going to be famous with adults. I'm going to be famous with children. Everyone is going to be excited to see me. And I think there's something to that where there's just like whole generations of people who like just love Jim
0: Carrey as, you know, as an actor, you know, where just just think he's a good time. That's really um, fucking cool. And you don't see Bruce Willis doing that. You know, it's I think that may be one of the secrets that like puts people into the next year. The Rock does it. The Rock did Escape to Witch Mountain or whatever.
1: Yeah, I mean, especially early on. Yeah. Well, then you hook those guys. I mean, especially I think it's a great early career move, too, because you're getting with all these kids who are going to grow up and be into your action movies and you're growing up with a whole generation. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I kind of was like a little too old for like the tooth fairy or whatever, but I was right there with him for the mummy, too. You know, I was ready to go. There you uh, go. Another random question. Mm-hmm. Is Idris Elba. How famous is Idris Elba?
0: Man, I think he's more famous than the roles he chooses would suggest because he's fucking all over the place.
1: I feel like Idris Elba should be one of like the most famous people in the world. Yeah. And I feel like I don't have anything to point to that's like proof of that. Like he played a small role on The Office. He was on... What does he do? Luther, which I've like mm-hmm. never seen. I can't imagine people are like knocking down his door for Luther. He's like a minor character in Thor. I just like I, there's always been talk about him playing like James Bond. Like maybe he's a little too. I mean, I I don't think you can say an actor, a male actor is too old to play James Bond. That's never stopped them before. <laughs> but like, you know, I guess I just don't understand why Idris Elba is he mom famous? Is he does my mom know who Idris Elba is? Why doesn't she know who he is? Why isn't Idris Elba like, I don't know. He, he should be a, a god. I don't know. He should be. I, Idris Elba is not as
0: big as he should
1: be. That's my take.
0: I completely agree. I feel like he might be most famous, weirdly enough, for being really attractive. Like, I think your mom knows who he is just because he definitely he has to have been people's sexiest man alive some year. There's no way he wasn't. Right. Like, yeah, he's got to be on that list. Um, But he's still out there taking acting roles like he was in Star Trek Beyond starts off as an alien that is completely covered in prosthetics and then uh, like loses the the prosthetics over the course of the film. But like it's just like I feel like he was already at a point in his career where he's kind of past being a person whose face is covered up like he's the level of fame where you want him to look like him. It's really weird. But then, you know, hey, Zoe Saldana does that, too, where it's like she's still taking all these roles where she is like playing humanoid creatures and maybe she just likes doing it. Maybe he just likes taking all these like side roles.
1: Zoe Saldana, Idris Elba, by the way, I Googled uh, the list of the sexiest people, sexiest What is is the sexiest man. Uh-huh. Uh, Idris Elba, 34, uh, uh, the uh 34th in 2018. He's he's bookended by Blake Sheldon and John Legend. And I got to tell you, I don't understand that. That's the weirdest sandwich of people I've ever heard. (laughs) Nobody's going to tell me that Blake Sheldon or John Legend are as hot as Idris Elba. That's insane. I would I would throw myself off a bridge to look like Idris Elba and John Legend. Like what? I guess talent is attractive. Is that what they're trying to tell us? I mean, John Legend
0: is like a warm sweater. (laughs) John Legend is catalog hot. (laughs)
1: <laughs> he's he's sears catalog hot and then after john legend michael b jordan and paul rudd i mean it's even those make a little more sense but still it's like my god john legend doesn't involve just doesn't and blake also dwayne the rock johnson is 2016 i mean this list doesn't make any any sense dwayne the rock johnson is not a sexy i think is just something that the rock does not exude i think he's just a big lovable teddy bear yeah i don't know this this list is weird but You know, it goes. okay. so 2010, Ryan Reynolds, Bradley Cooper, Channing Tatum, Adam Levine, which I mean, I I guess I get Chris Hemsworth, David Beckham, The Rock, Blake Sheldon, Idris Elba, John Legend, Michael B. Jordan, Paul Rudd. There's like three names that don't belong on this list. (laughs) It's it's fascinating. I mean, I don't know. I mean, my mouth
0: is agape right now. (laughs)
1: we need to make this an episode just a weird oh yearly (laughs) can we do that can we next time when they announce okay so they've already done
0: completely 2021
1: for the 2022 people's sexiest man alive we're gonna do a podcast just entirely dedicated to whoever it is and it'll just be you and me just bitching about how they're either you know not hot enough or just singing their
0: praises i want to do a fantasy draft i want to come into it with a list (laughs) I want to draft <laughs> Sexiest Men Alive and then I want to see who won based on uh, numerical rankings of the people that I actually got onto the list. <laughs> I want to play fantasy People's Sexiest Man Alive with you. <laughs> I have, we all just got to come in with our list. I have one Sonic the Hedgehog question for you before we wrap up here. Mm-hmm. Um, they list in the Uh, description of this movie on Paramount Plus the world's favorite hedgehog (laughs) do you think I think it is a safe bet I was thinking about this I sat down and thought about this for a while I think it is a safe bet to say that Sonic is the world's favorite hedgehog I can't think of another hedgehog that people like more I can't think of a single other hedgehog to be honest I'm saying Uh, that got me thinking about other world's favorite animals you know, <laughs> world's favorite lion, probably Simba. Or Mufasa, is Mufasa more favorite than Simba is? Great question, but they're both in the same, uh, both in the same property. It still proves this animated one. Then I was thinking, are there any actual animals that might be popular, like might be more popular than a fictional one? The only one that I could kind of think of was, who do you think is the world's favorite gorilla? Harambe. Donkey Kong or Harambe. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Who is more beloved? It's criminal to ask this with only three minutes left. He is the only example of an animal that I can think of. A real physical animal that might be more popular than its cartoon oh counterpart. Oh my God. Even then, I think people are going Donkey Kong.
1: Oh my god, I can't. I that's so funny. I didn't mean to step on the punchline. It's just that's the only answer.
0: <laughs> you know exactly where I was going. I just it was Harambe.
1: It feels like Harambe is of a just a specific time and place, and like <laughs> maybe generational. You know, like yeah, it's just like it's it's like saying jeff epstein didn't kill himself it's like it's just like an accepted fact and like just a just an incredibly important human just yeah i shouldn't say human an incredibly important like idea That exists like is a fact to like so many people and is just I feel like completely ignored by just so many others.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, my parents know what Donkey Kong is. They would recognize Donkey Kong. They would never recognize Rambe. I would have to explain the entire dicks out meme to them. And I don't want to do that.
1: (laughs) Any friend, any one of my friends knows who Rambe is. I can't think of a single person that I'm friends with who doesn't know who (laughs) Rambe is. (laughs) (laughs) dicks out for harambe it was one of the most impactful m- movements of my lifetime I'll say, some of the best some of the best uh, memes of all time just seeing like harambe <laughs> in like cropped into a shot of like heaven and like clouds with like prince and like tom petty i was like this is <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing it's Ooh. like Muhammad Ali like, just hanging out with just all the greats just hanging out <laughs> with harambe I'll be back, guys. It's only a matter of time. It is, if Uh. you think about it. Harambe is like the... What what do they call it in Loki, where it's just like this is like a a fixed point in time and like Mm. everything has gotten worse. It's (laughs) like the most it's like the most pivotal point in like human civilization is like, you know, America's founded like civil rights, whatever, (laughs) like like the invention of the wheel, (laughs) cars, capitalism, Harambe's death. And then just like
0: the end of humanity as we know it. Oh, my God. Dude, that's the thing. Now in, uh, you know, 20 years, they're going to have to make a Harambe movie to make sure that kids know who Harambe
1: is. (laughs) We'll be taking our kids to the Harambe movie. That'll be our generational bridge.
0: That's our Ghostbusters. That's our Sonic the Hedgehog. And that's our episode, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. We've been Nerdy for 30. Uh, check us out on social media. Send us an email, nerdyfor30 at gmail.com. I'll hit that intro music right now. And uh, whatever you're listening to, whatever you're listening to us on right now, give us five stars. It doesn't cost you anything. What are you doing? Hey, do it right now. Come on. We'll wait. Okay, do it tomorrow. It's fine. <laughs> we'll be here.
1: Whenever you can. Till then. Stay nerdy, friends.
0: Stay nerdy. Bye. Bye. Oh, there is I don't know if we're gonna get cut off, but there was one other thing. I was trying to guess who the voice actor was gonna be for Shadow, and I was seeing if there were any rumors online. Uh one fan cast that I thought was fucking great was Adam Driver. There. Yeah. No? You're not biting on Adam Driver Shadow. I don't and I'm out on Adam Driver. Wow. <laughs> I'm taking him for my fantasy draft then.